All right, guys, buckle up. We're here for our second episode of Relationships Podcast. My name is Noah. And I'm Steph. We're so excited. We're having a little happy hour. It's about 5.30 here, so we poured some cocktails. We're ready to go. We are deep in quarantine now. I feel like I've had coronavirus for the last five years (laughs) of my life, Um, and I am so excited to be talking to another human being and having a cocktail. I know. I feel like now it's like any little symptom, you just like are automatically paranoid that something's wrong. Well, there's that. And then I also feel like I, the drinking is through the roof. I don't know about you. I've never felt like I have a problem more than in quarantine. <laughs> well, I, that was me the first couple weeks. And then I was like, Steph, stop. I, and now I just limit it to the weekend or like, I was just going a little overboard. Yeah, I mean... I'm, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? You gotta get through it somehow. So. Well, I, I 100% agree. And I'm also... I'm trying to, like, cut back. But at the same time, it's like, how do you even remember what days of the weekend? I know. Like, well, I was just, just like, telling Noah together. before we started recording. I just went to the grocery store with my brother. And we, like... My dad got us masks to wear. I feel like you guys can hear the, like, ice jiggling in my drink right now. <laughs> but, um... <sighs> It was, <laughs> it was crazy. She's so like, excited. She's so... shaking that glass. Like, <laughs> no, but like, it was honestly surreal. Like just looking around and seeing everyone at the grocery store with masks on and like tape on the ground. It's just like insane to think that this is actually happening. But yeah, it's anyways. definitely a little surreal right now. Um, but you know, we're marching through because we are incredibly thankful and privileged to be happy and healthy and comfortable during this crazy time. Um, and that we get to spend some of it with you guys going over one of our favorite topics. And Steph, do you want to kind of, um, kick off what we're going to talk about on today's episode? Yes. So we also wanted to keep doing this podcast, especially now one, because we obviously have more time on our hands and two, because I think this is a really good platform just to like spread some more positivity during this time. And obviously, like we said before, a lot of you guys, have been more online lately. So it's a good time to start something like this. So anyway, this episode is going to be all about how to start and live a life with intent and passion and just have a job and just a life overall that you really love. So we're going to kind of structure it in a way where we have a few questions. Me and Noah are both going to share our insights on our background, just to kind of give you guys a little background on us, especially if you're listening and you don't know me and Noah personally, if this is the first time you guys are really hearing our voices and stuff, this will give you all a little background on who we are, where we come from, first and kind of, of all, how we to got the to where we are. Thank you. I said to the newcomers, first of all, thank you. And second of all, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great intro. Buckle up, buckle up, okay? Buckle up. All right, perfect. So, so let's start so this now, one off. Do you want to um, do you want to be asked questions or do you want to kick it off? Um, I'm going to turn it on you. So I guess I'll start off. I'm going to ask Noah a question, and we'll hear a little of his insights on everything, and then we'll turn it around, and we're both going to kind of go through each question to share our insights and everything. So number one is what is your background and your previous career path slash life? So what's your background? Where did it all start? So I would say that my background has always been um, focused in primarily marketing, being the um, the positions that I was in, no matter what industry I was working in. Uh, but the majority of my experience has been in hospitality and leisure sports, um, and primarily that's ski and golf. Uh, I am a native Mainer, and even though I went to college in Massachusetts, I have always found myself coming back to the great state of Maine and uh, pursuing that kind of lifestyle. I love 
the culture that is built around skiing and golf and tennis and um, leisure sports have such a great community, a great lifestyle tied to it. Um, in marketing something that you love and you're passionate about is really great. I mean, you, you can't find a better fit um, if you really want to work in marketing, market something that you love. And that's actually, I will tell you, that is a lesson that I learned from your dad's stuff. I remember when I was standing at your kitchen counter and I think it was one of your, I think it was your graduation from grad school because we were in the kitchen, chit-chatting, having a drink. And your dad was like, if you were to like win the the mega bucks or, you know, start us, have a startup and come into it like a great deal of money, what would you go and what would be the first thing that you would buy? Like a big purchase. And I remember being like, I've always wanted an Aston Martin. Um, and he was like, why don't you go work for Aston Martin? You have to go and do something that you love. And like, though that's not exactly what I want to do. He's the background of what he was saying is right. Like you have to be passionate about whatever you're selling or whatever you're marketing or whatever that you're doing in life. Um, and that advice was great because I had already done internships, uh, with a resort, um, a ski resort specifically. And I, went back to it and it was a comfort zone at first, but then it was like, I went back to it because it was something I was passionate about because something I knew a ton about. And when you have that buy-in, it's so much easier to do the job because you understand the product, you understand the process and you understand the consumer because you are also one of the consumers. Um, so that's a little bit about how I ended up in <clears throat> hospitality, leisure, um, sort of that background. Um, and I am now kind of transitioning out a little bit. I am working a little bit more on the media side, working with uh, some local TV stations, things like that. Um, and I am working on podcasting and a couple other projects as well with my good friend, Steph. And that's what I'm really enjoying right now. And that's kind of where I'm heading, but my background is, um, Awesome. So hopefully that guy, (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you my life story and I got an awesome. (laughs) I am just happy that everyone is understanding where you come from because I obviously know, no, I've known him for a long time. And I think it's important that you guys know kind of where we were before, like where we are now. So we were just babies and now we're like toddlers. I said we were just babies. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, we've come a long way. We're like oldies now. Finally growing up. So, okay. So now I'm going to flip it over to me. So I, so here, why don't you ask me the question? I was just going to say, are you going to do all of the question asking like to you and me? (laughs) All right. Let's see. This is what happens when you do a podcast that involves drinking. Things kind of fall off the rails, and I'm a little nervous because we're only on question one, and things appear to be falling off the rails. It's fine. Um, My mom saw me pouring this drink, and she was like, are you okay? I was like, what do you mean? It's fine. (laughs) Just very strong. That's all. Long day. Um, So let's see. So, Steph, I told you a little bit about myself. Um, What is your background in, um, and, you know, like, what kind of careers or jobs have you had in the past? 
Okay. So for me, I grew up and I've always wanted to be a teacher. I just, even ever since I was like five years old, I, everyone knew I wanted to be a teacher. My mom was a teacher. I like, I've always loved children and like very creative. I've just, it's always been kind of instilled in me that I would be a teacher. It wasn't even like a question. Like when I got to college, I knew that was what I was going to do. So anyway, I got my degree in early childhood and I got my master's in special education and it was a super, like I I did love it. It was a super safe kind of thing for me. It's just something I always said I was going to do. That being said, I did have in the middle of college, I did have some cold feet and I ended up switching majors and I switched over to hospitality and honestly, it just wasn't for me. And I ended up switching back to teaching kind of out of a sense of comfort and a safety net, just because I always said that's what I would do. And I think the main root of it was that I was just really unsure of what I wanted to do. And when I got into teaching, it just wasn't exactly what I was expecting. And I had said I wanted to do that my whole life. So I just felt like that was what I was expected to do. And it wasn't really fulfilling me. So it was really a hard thing for me to get through because... I just felt like I should be doing that. So anyway, I kept doing it and I did like it a lot. I do love kids and it was something that I did enjoy, but overall I knew in the long term that some changes did have to happen, but I'm not going to go into that too much right now. That's kind of just the background of me. I taught for a couple of years and that's pretty much it. There we go. I mean, I love the fact that you in college, took a beat and you were like, wait a minute, am I happy? Am I not happy? I got to try something else. And the best part of that is you then have the, the self-assuredness to say, no, I'm going to go back to what I wanted to do originally. So I love the fact that you're not afraid to like go out there, do exactly what you want to do, feel things out and, you know, weigh all your options. And I think that's one of your best, not your best qualities, but one of your best qualities. Thank you. I think for me too, my dad has, and my mom, they both instilled in me like to, they want me to be happy and to be doing something I really love. And I think what happened for me was that I, like I said, I'd always said I wanted to be a teacher. So that's kind of what everyone expected out of me. And when I got in it, I just, I just wasn't happy. And so then when I changed to hospitality, I just kind of figured, Oh, like, I guess I do like teaching and that's just what work feels like. And that's just what it is. And like, it's just, any job you get, there's going to be a sense of kind of living for the weekend to it. I just thought that's just reality. So that's kind of why I went back to teaching just because I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that is what I want to do. And I just needed to switch to see what I really wanted. And fast forward a lot, a lot of things have changed, but before I get into that, I'm going to flip it back over to Noah. All right. I'm I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. Okay. What do you want to ask me, Steph? What are your burning questions? My burning questions. So I want to know what was the turning point and when did you know that you wanted to make a big change in your life and in your career? Ooh, it's so funny. I feel like I, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I feel like it was death by bludgeoning. I felt like it was like not one big thing. I felt like it was a million little things that kept happening that made me realize like, you're not a hundred percent happy. This isn't what you want to do. Go try something different. Like, it kept consistently happening. And I think that you have to listen to it and you have to take in all the information together and then make a decision. Because for me, it wasn't that one big moment. It was a million little things that kind of finally made me realize, you know what? Like 
this isn't 100% fulfilling for me. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't know if I see myself progressing within this industry, within this company, within this whatever it may be. And I think a lot of times too, you know, my favorite, and I talk about this a lot, Sarah Blakely, who uh, created Spanx. Um, I think that she is just amazing. One of my favorite people to follow, um, favorite people to like listen to, has great advice, is a great leader. And I mean, like through all this COVID-19, she is putting up $5 million of her own money um, and giving $5,000 to each female run small business to help them through um, this uncertain time in the economy. And I just think like there are people who are like truly like great innovators, entrepreneurs, leaders, um, change makers even. Um, and she's one of them. And I also love when people kind of like lift up the rest of the community once they make it. And she's one of those people. One of my favorite quotes by Sarah Blakely is she talks about her come up story and how she was selling fax machines door to door and had $5,000 to her name. And she talks about that moment that she realized, um, that she wasn't, you know, selling, selling fax machines door to door was not her thing. And she was always refers to it as, um, I felt like I was watching a movie and I kept on like watching the movie of my life and realized like, Oh my God, this is not my movie. I am not going to be that girl who sells fax machines door to door. Like that's not me. That's not it. Um, and though I didn't have like one specific moment, I felt like I did have, um, a breaking point, um, or a point of realization rather, um, about five or six months ago where I was like, wait a second, there was a job within my organization that I, um, had been working toward. And I found out that it was not going to be going to me. It was going to be going to an outside hire. That job was something that I had like really set my sights on and my heart on. And I thought this is going to be it. This is what I want to do. And this is what's going to keep me in this organization and in this industry. And when that didn't happen, when that was like kind of like taken away, I was like, wait a second, why am I in grad school? Why am I working here? If I'm not getting to this common goal of this job that I want to do. And if it's not this job that I want to do, is there another job within this organization that I really want to? And it turns out, as it currently stands, there isn't. Uh, and the thing that I love doing the most is, you know, my hobbies, which are, you know, creating content, putting video out there, and, you know, having commentary with people that I find interesting. So that's why I'm kind of, you know, investing in, in this and in this process and in so many others to find that passion and intent in my life. Yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like the big thing too, is that like you said before, it's not for a lot of people, it's not just one thing where like, you're like, okay, yep. Now I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go do something I love. A lot of the time you have little signs and little things that happen that you just need to trust. And a lot of the time you'll have a sign being like, this doesn't feel right, but you'll kind of push it off to the side out of like, almost like a security blanket, because obviously making a change, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be scary So a lot of the time, I know, especially for me, I like it's sometimes jobs or whatever it may be, relationships, whatever, they might feel off or different or just not right. And a lot of the times I, in particular, I would just put it off and I would like rationalize for it just because that's kind of the easy way out. So I feel like for a lot of people, it's the kind of thing where like that happens over and over and you get more and more signs to the point where it's like, all right, like this is not okay. Like I need to make a big change if I want to be happy. And it's just a matter of like getting the courage and taking the leap, the leap and going for it. So I, I totally that. get that. 
Love that. So let me spin this question right on its head and return it back to you, Miss Stephanie. Um, did you have a, or what was that turning point for you when you realized that it was time to, you know, switch things up when it came to your career and your lifestyle? Okay. So when I thought about this, I kind of realized that it, I really think I did have a specific thing that I personally did that really caused a turning point. And for me, I, like I said before, I got my degree in teaching and I just kind of, I did love it. I love kids and everything, but at the same time, I did treat it like a job. It was something that I did that I, to be honest, I really didn't feel that fulfilled from it. And I did live for the weekend and it was very draining for me. And I have plenty of friends who are teachers who love it. They are great at it and it's totally different for them. So everyone's different, but for me in particular, it just wasn't for me. And I, after grad school, oh, that was Noah texting me. So we just turn off my sound. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I literally told Steph a story before we went online um, about this face mask and I told her dad about it and I wanted to send her the photo <laughs> oh of it. God. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm... do you want to explain what it is, Steph? <laughs> So we were talking about how Steph went to the grocery store with her brother and she had to wear a face mask. And I told her that I saw online that this lady had like a, like a reusable cloth face mask made. And the pattern is like these really small penises that like, if you like looked quickly, you would never be able to know what the pattern is. And her story behind doing it is if you can tell that they're penises, you're too close to me referring to like social distancing. So I thought that it was funny. I'm going to try and get one for Steph. And no, it's her- so funny. I would never wear that. Are you kidding me? It's very but off that brand is for you, but it's very on brand for me. So I'm going to, f- I'm going to definitely order you. <laughs> oh we should order one for your mom and just like not tell her. That no. My mom's not leaving the house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Full lockdown. Okay. Sorry. Continue your story. So that being said, I don't really remember where I was, but <laughs> that um, being said, I don't remember. Where I was. <laughs> so I remember I was talking about how all in all teaching was my job, but it just wasn't fulfilling me. But I also felt in this time of my life that that's just reality. I felt like I'm an adult. This is just what it is. And you live for the weekend and not everyone loves their job and that's just how it is. So anyways, I always though, regardless of that, I always liked to challenge myself and I always wanted to try new things. And I knew that in my twenties, I wanted to move away somewhere completely different, like totally solo on my own. And so I decided right after college, I wanted to get a job in somewhere totally different. I applied to jobs in California and in South Carolina, and I ended up getting a job in South Carolina. So I moved there on my own with my dog and I taught kindergarten. And I will say this whole thing on one living alone and two moving totally across the country from my family is what changed it for me because I feel like moving away almost forced me to learn lessons that I'm so grateful for. I learned how to rely on myself and how to be independent and confident and just so many things that I think are so important to learn in your 20s. And as like cheesy as it sounds, I totally learned how to put myself first and to love myself first and just prioritize my happiness. And following all of that, I remember I had a really long commute to work and one of my friends recommended this book that everyone has read. And I know it's so overplayed, but it's such a good book. I've read it like three times and it's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. So if you haven't listened or read it, I highly recommend that book. I 
personally like the audiobook a lot better. It just kind of resonated with me a little more because it's the author reading it to you. And I just personally like, re- I can comprehend audiobooks a lot better. But anyway, I would listen to that book on my way to work every day. And between living alone and kind of really having to figure out myself and then starting to read all these books, like the one I just mentioned, it just really taught me that you don't have to settle for a life like this and you should be happy and you should have high expectations in every aspect of your life. So it was kind of counter counteractive where I was learning so much about myself and learning how to love myself and just learning all of this different stuff regarding self-development. And then I was going into a job that just wasn't filling me up. And it just got to a point where I was just so, I don't know, I was so unhappy. And I had one coworker who I would talk to about it and she was a little bit older than me and she was so supportive. And she was like, this is your time. Like you need to do what you want to do and you're young and this is your time to figure it out. And if this isn't for you, it's okay. And I don't know. I think a part of it is just having the confidence to admit that and to really just go for the life you want and not worry about what people are going to think about you. And especially at such a young age, obviously I have my master's in this job I'm doing. And it's a huge, huge decision and statement to do something different than that and all of that. And it was a huge decision. And I don't know. I think for me, the turning point was really just when I started prioritizing myself and I was like, you know what? I expect more and more for myself and I don't want to live this life where I'm dreading it every day. I don't want to live for the weekend. I want to wake up and look forward to every day and do something that I was passionate for. So I think that the key part of what you said and that I really loved and related to, and I feel like a lot of people relate to it is you had your master's degree and you still changed lanes and you changed gears completely. And when you hear about people who are successful and success can be defined so differently, but across like any industry or whatever they do for a profession, none of them are like, oh yeah, it just kind of happened. Like so many people were like, yeah, I was unhappy. I was doing this. And then I changed everything and I went and did what I was super passionate about. And like, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be crazy. People are going to doubt you and people are going to say, oh my God, Steph, you have your master's degree in teaching. You're quitting your teaching job. What are you doing? Like nobody who's ever had those big change moments in their life that have been successful afterwards, everybody's doubted them. Everybody's been told, oh my God, should you do that? Or like, that's a bad idea. Like if people are saying that, that's encouragement to keep going. Because if your dreams are scaring people, go for it. I, yeah, I totally agree. And another thing, one of the things in that book I mentioned that really like hit home with me was that when you're making a change like this, it's going to feel uncomfortable and that's totally normal because you're making a change. And one example that she used in the book was, I forget exactly the business this person was opening, but pretty much someone was opening a business and they, it was totally like out of their comfort zone and people were judging this person and telling them you have a family, what are you doing? You're being so selfish. Why would you do this when you have a steady job and just totally um, bashing this person's career switch and was just whatever. And it was really hard to get through it for this person. And I guess the opening day of their business, I guess some car crashed into their business. And so like, they could have used that as a sign of like, wow, this really wasn't meant to be. I don't know what I just did. I just invested all this money and then this happens, whatever, but it comes down to like your outlook on it. And 
the universe is going to test you and see if you're serious. So if you want to make changes in your life, you have to show up and know that things are going to happen that are really hard. And that's when you know what's working. That's when you know change is happening because that's when the, like when you feel uncomfortable, that means change is happening. So you just have to embrace it and know it's going to happen and know it's not going to be easy, but it's totally worth it. I love it too, because, um, the uncomfortable part is so true. Like, and also I feel like you should always feel uncomfortable with your situation, you know, especially when you're in your twenties, like you should be uncomfortable with your situation. You should be trying new things. You should be putting yourself out there. You should be vulnerable, be brave and be, be out there. And if you are comfortable, you're complacent, you're not growing. Um, so that totally rings true. And I love that. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like uncomfortable, versus like challenge. Like I think at the beginning, anything's going to feel uncomfortable. And I think like that's huge because that means you're growing and you're learning and you're trying something new and that's awesome. But I think also it just, as long as you're challenging yourself, like for example, um, if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel, like people that are listening. And at first, yeah, it was so uncomfortable and I was so awkward and it was a lot, but I was something I knew I wanted to do. And I knew at first, you know what, like this isn't going to be perfect, but progress over perfection. I got to keep going. If it's something I really want. And for me now it's not that uncomfortable. Yeah. Like at times it's challenging and it's a lot of work and it is always something to put yourself out there, um, and do something different. But I think like you're saying, it's important to continue to challenge yourself and be uncomfortable because that's where like true growth will happen. Love that. Love the takeaways, all the lessons, all the good stuff. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next one? I think I am. Okay. How did you find your passion slash start living a life you love? You know, TV production, um, creating content essentially through my good friend, Nora McCormack, who was the manager of the TV station that was hiring for a morning show position at the time. And she had had me do some sound bites for a show like the year before. And I remember she just kind of said to me, Oh, uh, can you come in here for a second? We need to test the equipment and, um, kind of just had me like run through a couple lines and, or was just like having me not test the equipment, maybe like test the script to see if it read well. And I remember I walked out and she goes, thank you so much. Um, we're going to use it. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, yeah, we're going to use your voice for this. And I was like, I had no idea. I was like, I kept on being like, no, please don't use that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like I was so embarrassed. Didn't want to put myself out there. And she kept on being like, no, it's really good. And I listened to her. And once that happened, I gained so much more confidence. Um, I think it was the validation of having somebody who is like well-known, established in the space, put, make me put myself out there and then be like, no, this was actually good. That then it was the next year that they were hiring for that morning show position, uh, the morning show host. And I put my name out there. Like I was like, hey, I would be interested. And she was like, fabulous. So glad you are. Let's do this. And I've been doing it for two years now. I host the morning show all winter long um, on weekends, holidays, and vacation weeks. And I get to have all kinds of great interesting guests on and do some fun segments and whatnot and film some different commercials um, and stuff for the local markets. But that's kind of how I got exposed to it. And when the floor kind of fell out on 
Um, my, you know, because this is like right now, this is just like a side hustle for me, like a hobby for people who don't know. Um, but when the floor kind of like fell out on like the path that I thought that I was going to be taking in my nine to five career, I took that inventory. I had that Sarah Blakely moment where I was like, this isn't my movie. What am I doing? Um, I realized that the one thing, not the one thing, but one of the major things in my life that I really enjoyed doing was doing the show and doing the commentary and making some content. And that's why I'm, um, that's why I started pursuing it. But I'm interested to know, Steph, what was, how did you find the passion to start um, your own brand and your own YouTube channel? Well, before I get into that, I really quick want to say that I, since I've met Noah, have always thought he should be on TV. He's so funny, or like not even on TV, like any of that. Like just, he's just so hilarious and he has such a good personality. And I've always said that. And I think it also comes down to, I can say that about him and his close friends and family can say that. But I think like you said too, when you get an outside source saying it, Mm -hmm. it's like a whole different level. Like, it's like, obviously I'm being honest with you and I'm telling you you're amazing and you're, you would do so amazing of what you want to do. But when you hear it from somebody that doesn't know you like that, it's different, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's validating. Right. Okay. So for me, I will say finding my passion was for sure a lot harder for me. And what I did is that when back when I was telling you guys about when I was in South Carolina and I was still teaching, I, it was in the fall and I started this, I kind of planted the seed into entrepreneurship and online and all that stuff from all the books I've been reading and stuff like that. And I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I enrolled in a online business course and that helped a lot. A lot of that was talking about finding your niche and just your online brand and that kind of thing. And I really did not know what I was doing. I was so confused and I think that's good. I think it's great if you're in that position because you have the chance to brand yourself and to create whatever you want. So I know that feeling is so uncomfortable and it's so uneasy. I've felt it, but just embrace it and let it happen because it's really something that once you give yourself a second, it will come to you. And for me, I didn't know what my passion was, but really I did. Like, it was the kind of thing where like, you sit back and you're like, okay, like what, who am I? What do I really like? And that's where you kind of see what your passion is. As weird as that sounds like for me, I've always loved YouTube and I've loved online and stuff, but that's not exactly like I am passionate for YouTube, but it's more about what I'm doing through it. Like I love creating things. I love fashion and lifestyle and just different things like that and baking and all of that, just kind of inspiring others to live a life that they really do love. And I think a part of that in regards to teaching is that I do love to teach but I kind of use YouTube as a platform to teach things that I love. And I don't know, I guess finding my passion was more about finding myself and finding how I wanted to brand the things that I love and brand my own personality in a way that I don't know, was unique to me and just owning who I was. And at first too, especially in the online world, I feel like for me, I really compared myself to a lot of other online creators or almost not, I didn't do this, but I almost felt like I was replicating what they were doing instead of really being myself. And it's just so important that to know like you're your only you. And if you want to do something like this, be you because that's, what's going to sell and you have to be unique and own who you are. So 
I don't know. I think finding your passion sounds so intimidating and it sounds like such a big thing, but just take a step back and be like, okay, like, who am I? What have I always loved ever since childhood? What is something, imagine your perfect day, start to finish. What are the things that you're doing that really resonate with you? And what's your dream day? And little things like that, you're going to be like, okay, like that's totally speaking to me. And that's what makes me so lit up. And that's what, where I, I don't know, that's kind of where I found my passion and kind of poured it all out into my YouTube channel. Love, 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 love all of that. Follow your passions. Cause that's like, I think that's the biggest part of it is like, and I know it's kind of unoriginal advice, but you have to really be beyond just enjoying what you do. You have to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, or it is going to be working for the weekend. You're going to be, you know, like totally just caught up in that cycle of just like getting through it instead of enjoying the process. Okay. So you've gone through, you are deep into the process Um, to give people a point of reference. You are about like what, two and a half years into your YouTube career. Mm-hmm. Actually, before I get into that, I kind of want to rewind a little bit because I want to give you all the whole story. So I talked about, um, how I moved to South Carolina and I was teaching kindergarten and I feel like there's a whole gap in between that and where I am now. And I feel like this is kind of a subject I haven't spoken about, especially through my other YouTube and Instagram platforms and stuff. But I was, I think I was 22 when this all happened and when I started making the changes and stuff like that. But I think this is a really good point to talk about is that I know me and Noah are saying, live this dream life, live a life you're passionate for. But obviously there's another side to it. There's, you have to have insurance. You have to have an income. I think that's a big thing. And people just think, Oh, like drop what you're doing and start like, no, that's just not realistic. And for me in particular, I was so unhappy. And I think that what you have to do is there's never going to be a perfect time. And for me, what I did for my story is that I, found a job that I could nanny and tutor and make a similar income while I was doing YouTube. So, or like what I wanted to do, but more on terms is like, I figured out what I wanted to do. And I started my own thing online while I was doing this other career. So it's kind of almost like a side hustle because you need money. And I totally get that. Like a career is two things. It's your passion and it's what you love, but you also need money. And I totally get that. So what I did is I did end up quitting my job down South and I will say, yeah, it's the most terrifying thing ever, especially when you're 22. I had to walk into an office with, uh, well, I, I had a lot of meetings about it, but I remember the last meeting was with two people. One of them was like triple my age and one of them was a little bit older than me. And it was the scariest day of my life. It was so terrifying. And they just, it was just, I don't know. I I don't want to, I hate revealing this whole thing. And I want to be open and honest in this podcast, but I will say that one of these individuals did not support what I was saying at all and totally belittled kind of what I was saying and treated me like I was this 22 year old who just didn't know what she was saying. And that, I don't know, I just felt I don't know. And I totally get, I was 22. I'm quitting my job. What am I doing? That's a secure spot and everything. But I just really wanted to prioritize myself. And I even said that in the meeting because I don't, didn't typically do that. And it was so hard, but I don't know. I think 
as long as you're doing it in a way where you are still supported. Like I had a new job lined up the next day where I was starting my nannying job the next day. And it kind of supported where I could do my online stuff and kind of start that up while I was still um, getting money and all of that. So I think you just kind of have to find the balance. And if you're in your full-time job, stay in your full-time job, just make this a side hustle and make that even more motivation to want to get out of it. So like stay in your job, grind it out and have this be a side hustle and almost like motivation that motivates you to be like, wow, that's the end game. That's what I want my full-time job to be. And it'll just motivate you to work even harder. And so you can really make that your full-time career. But I just wanted to throw that in there just because I feel like that was kind of like, well, like what the heck stuff? Like, did you just stop teaching? Like when did that end? You know, Mm. but when you initially kind of threw these questions out there, I tried to think of what I wanted to say and everything I thought of, I was just like, Oh, I don't know if that's like really like a tip or advice, like nugget that I want to give to people. But I'd have to say that I think that the biggest lesson for me is sometimes you're already in it and you already, and you don't have any idea. Like I was not intentional at all when I was starting the, the, the gig with the morning show and um, you know, what's, which is what really started the ball rolling for me and starting out with this process and creating content. It was not an intention that I put out there. I didn't say I'm going to do this and this is why I think sometimes you, you pick things up along the way and they happen for a reason um, whether you put it out in the universe or it manifests itself or whatever, whatever happens and how it comes into your life. Um, sometimes it's very natural and it just kind of, you know, you have to follow that and follow that instinct. And the other part too, and it kind of links back to one of the things that I gave you kudos for at the beginning of this podcast was I loved when you changed majors in college and then changed back again. Your passion might change throughout life. Your goals are going to change throughout life. Like my goals are going to change within the next year, six months, next week even. And I think it's important to remain flexible, remain open-minded, and remember that you have uh, so many opportunities out there. There's so much to do and so much to explore. And we have, even though it seems like limited time um, on this earth, we've got, you know, another like 40 years to work on this and figure out what we really love to do and make our mark and um, go and explore that. I think it's important to stay curious um, and just keep doing. I'm going to piggyback off of you to answer this question. So kind of like what you're saying too about, you get these signs and little things happen where you might not even realize that they're happening that might end up resonating with you and kind of support your passion and what you want to do in your life. And I think it's just a matter of taking those moments and actually creating them into something like taking rain of that. Cause you can either take that and not create anything out of it and just kind of go through the motions or really take it and do something with it. And I think it really comes down to, and just stop caring what people are going to think because you really have to just prioritize your happiness and your success because regardless whatever you're doing whether it's good or bad people are going to re- have a reaction and it comes down to that most people are going to look at what you're doing for like 10 seconds have a reaction and then move on to the next thing so do what you want to do make whatever you want happen and just 
you just got to stop caring what people are thinking. I think that's my biggest tip because if you're going to put yourself, I mean, who knows what you're doing, whether you're doing something like what me and Noah want to do online, putting yourself out there, online branding, YouTube, podcasting, whatever it is, if you want to start your own business, I don't know. I just think stop caring what everyone else is going to think and just go for it because everyone is going to have an opinion and then they're going to get distracted and move on to the next thing. So really just focus on yourself and yeah. My favorite is a quote from Chelsea Clinton and it's, it's important to take serious criticism from serious people seriously. And it's equally important to take unserious criticism from unserious people unseriously. Um, So, you know, obviously like keep the guidance in mind from your mentors and people that you value the opinions from and take that from everybody that um, take that stock from them. Um, But for people who are just kind of like throwing their conjecture out there, um, let it, let it roll right off your back. Yeah. I also think another really good tip is to surround yourself with the right people. Because I think if you're surrounding yourself with people who are either one, draining you or two, just not supporting what you're doing. I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who are lifting you up, who believe in you, who support you and who just truly are rooting for you because I feel like that's a huge piece of it too. I think we should have last nuggets now that we've answered all the questions. I think like the final, the final nuggets. So Steph, what has been the highlight for you? of this entire process? What, uh, like, uh, like this particular, like my life? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, like, as we talk about like finding your passion or even just like finding the podcast, finding the YouTube channel, like whatever it is, what's been the highlight? Okay. That's honestly kind of easy. I feel like for me, I don't for one second regret quitting my job and going for this at all. I feel like once you do it, it's like, and you're happy and you're living that day-to-day life living a job that you love and living a life that you love, you just obviously who would regret that? It's just, I don't know. I feel like for me, I guess when I started my YouTube channel, my first video was so bad, like so bad. I was so uncomfortable. It was terrible. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? This is awful. And I stuck to it. And I feel like my highlight is just kind of feeling like I was doing the right thing. Cause you're going to feel it. And you're going to be like, yes, I'm in the right place. I, I don't know. I just feel like finding who you are and your passion and all of that is such an amazing feeling and just living a life with intention and all of that is just something like you, like, I don't know. I just, that's why I always am encouraging like, you know, or anyone else in my life that I really care about to really just create a life that they love and live with intention. And that's like the goal of all of my platforms. I used to have it written on everything that I posted, like on my YouTube channel and on my website and everything was live a life you love. And I totally believe that. I think everyone should live a life they love and prioritize themselves and just make the effort to live something or live a life you're passionate for. Live a life you love. We should get tramp stamps that say that. Okay, I'm down. Live a life you love. I have, okay, you know what also we should do at the end of this podcast? We need to critique each other. Like I say, we like be like, okay, like what are things in the next episode that we can like, you know, I feel like we should critique each other. What? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know my one critique about you? Um, Okay. (laughs) I, okay, if you didn't... (laughs) 
If you didn't know, when me and Noah are recording these, we have video chats going on. So I'm staring at him and I need more eye contact. I feel like you're not looking at me. I'm looking at you. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I know. I mean, like right now you are, but. (laughs) I have ADHD. I don't know what you want from me. It's self-diagnosed. I don't know. Okay. You can critique me now. That was not a bad critique. No. I mean, no. Why are we critiquing? What is going on? (laughs) I asked for a final nugget and I got a critique. I don't understand what happened. Okay. Um, anywho, let's see. Noah, what is your biggest insecurity about your career, about all of this? I think it's, I think it's when you put a big aspiration out there, a big goal, it puts a lot of pressure on making it come to fruition uh, and making it happen. So I, I think that my, I think my biggest insecurity or my biggest thing is just like the, the, if this doesn't take off, what does that mean? And I think for a long time, I framed it as if you put a goal out there and you don't achieve your goal, you fail. But I think that's just the wrong, wrong construct of, of looking at it. I think that it's really, this whole process is going to be a learning process and how we define if it's successful or not, is going to be different. Um, and I think no matter what, as long as you and I both grow from it and we learn something from it, it'll be successful. So I think that's that's my own insecurity. I think I need to like reframe how I define success um, and continue to put big goals out there and not be afraid uh, to to fail. I love that because I feel like too. I feel like a lot of people define success by their follower count or whatever it may be. And you just can't think of it like that. Like you need to just define success as what makes you happy and what fulfills you. And maybe this is like a stepping stone to something else. Like you just don't know. And whatever you do, you're learning. And like I told Noah at the beginning of this podcast, it's so important to, um, to see, this is what I'm talking about. He's on his phone right now. I am talking to you. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm going to start yelling at him during this podcast. You said at the beginning of this process, you told me what? (laughs) Oh, you were listening. Good job. I told him that, which he totally like agreed with, but we got to just focus on progress over perfection. And that at the beginning, it's not going to be perfect. And this is something that we're not used to yet. Obviously this is episode two. And to be totally honest, this is our second time recording it. The first time we recorded this episode was a major fail. So it's just a matter of obviously nothing's going to be perfect at the beginning and to roll with the punches and just know it's going to be rocky and like, it's just a growing process and we're going to learn and get better as we go. So yeah. Cats out of the bag. I can't believe you just said that this was take two. I mean, (laughs) open and honest in this. It's true. Uh, It is true. Great. All right. Well, I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy during quarantine and is making the most of staying inside. If you guys have any ideas for what we can do while we're inside, let us know because we are very bored. I'm going to go paint. I have all kinds of canvases and I'm going to go make some art. Oh, that's a good idea. What are you going to do? I'm at my parents' house, so I'm probably going to go have dinner and some drinks with my parents. Uh, All right. Have a drink for me. All right. I love you. All right. Thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.